Mayor Deb Frank Feinberg with us this morning. How are you doing? Uh, I am good. You're talking about, you know, we have Curtis Road started to yeah. burn from the heat. You know, that used to happen years ago on 130 back when it was concrete. That thing would blow up all the time, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. there between Villagrove and Five O. It blew up all the yeah. time. Well, it was really hot yesterday. I mean, I can understand. Yes. <laughs> it got hot and whatever. <laughs> well... The mayor's with us this morning. Mayor Jerry Schweihart passed on. What uh, I understand, you had a little run-in with him when he was a cop <laughs> years <laughs> ago. What what happened? Here? Uh, it was like the last day of school, and I might have been a rambunctious teenager. Um, huh. Yeah, we had a shaving cream fight down the middle of the hallway at Centennial High School. He was not happy. <laughs> And uh, I, I also have to give a shout out to um, Nicole Storch, who was a longtime dean at Centennial and then on the school board. But the two of them were not pleased with me. <laughs> was um, it your senior year? Uh, it was senior oh, year. Wow. And they kicked us out to the uh, outside. <laughs> and we continued outside. But Man, we never did anything like that down at Unity. It was clean fun. I won't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) You you got some kind of hassle, didn't you? When you were a senior? I like that look on your face. He told me something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, something. Let's leave it at that. Uh, We're talking to the mayor right now. Right. Well, you know, Mayor Schweihart, I think, you know, he served the city of Champaign for over 50 years. Um, as an officer and then as a district Mm -hmm. council member and then as the mayor and so you know he he really had an impact on our community i mean probably the most remarkable thing is that we had like 1.8 billion dollars worth of construction um that occurred during the time that he was mayor of the city of champagne i mean it was kind of unprecedented growth well he had kind of a feel for what was going on with operations too because when they, the whole big deal when he became mayor was street lights everybody was jumping up and down about you those. are and exactly he, right he knew how to <laughs> wire them and everything and he was like we don't need to do that we just need to do this this and this that was you know that's interesting it was before i was on council but you are right we had um council members that won and lost races over the s- different street light areas and preserving the historic street lights mm-hmm. or adding street lights that was a big deal back then it sure was and he got in, and everybody thought, you know, that was a big race that year because his competition was pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And after he'd been in there four years, he ran pretty much unopposed mm-hmm. for a couple of times, He I did, believe. yep, he did. And, uh, you know, he, he just, he was part of, you know, the rebuild of downtown, allowing outdoor patios downtown, which uh-huh. has you know, transformed our community and the downtown vibe. And, you know, there were just a lot of things that he had an impact on. Well, what else going on with uh, public safety right now? What's going on with that? Well, I think two things. I, you know, I think it's really important to acknowledge that we've had um, two shooting incidents in the last couple of days locally. Um, which is outrageous. And I want to thank our Champaign police who have been 
really proactive and on it. They, in the last couple of weeks, have taken a significant number of guns off the street, and they continue to proactively police. Um, but, you know, it continues to be a problem. Um, you know, council has, we've, we're looking at it in a two-pronged fashion. So we have, you know, programs that are aimed at making a difference for children and families who are living in poverty and in need in our community. But we also have supported license plate readers and, you know, lateral bonuses to get additional officers. We've been, you know, we've contracted with the University of Illinois Police Department so that they will um, police a portion of the city near campus so that we have officers free for other parts of the city. So we are trying to work on both ends of it, um, but the community needs to know that we take it seriously. Um, the other piece of it is that we continue to need officers and we have a public safety recruitment fair that's coming up. It's Saturday, July 9th, and it's at Parkland from okay. 10 to 2. Um, so we are looking for people interested in becoming a police officer, a fire, um, a fire officer or um, a fireman, I guess. <laughs> That's a better way to say it. Yeah. Um, or a Metcad uh, telecommunicator. You know, we continue to have openings in public safety across the board um, and it's a great opportunity if you're thinking that's a career you might be interested in to come out talk to city staff ask questions find out about the process because there are some testing things that you need to do if you want to do fire or police why did we always and uh, they did this for years and i never did understand why why did they only open up police recruitment or fire recruitment for that matter a couple of times a year it seemed like so we've changed it we now do continuous recruiting for mm -hmm. police because of the importance of getting those positions filled we used to do it that way because we had crazy number of applicants i mean okay unbelievable amounts of applicants and so our lists were long enough that when we had openings available there were people to choose from off the lists in uh -huh. order to fill the positions okay um but um that is not the case any longer and so we're doing the continuous recruitment so that sure. we have a, what's happening now with the list is by the time we get to someone they may have taken a job at another department okay. and so um then you move to the next person on the list but there there have to be enough people and we it takes a while to you know test and get on the list and so we need to do that continuous recruitment You've got uh, activities here for the Hedge Pop Park. Tell us about that. I, we've talked about that a little bit. But we what? have, and I think I told you that, you know, that's kind of the, the fun, exciting thing for the summer for me is the Pop Park. Um, our planning department has really done an amazing job. They are not um, park. I mean, we're not Parks and Rec, right? Yeah. We have a park district. <laughs> um, but they have created this temporary park in the linear space on Hedge Road that we cleared for the upcoming drainage project. 
And um, it's going to be, you know, sometime next summer before that gets torn up. And so, you know, kind of two summers worth of park and activities for kids in that neighborhood. So it's kind of like a World's Fair on one spot. It is. The spot's going to disappear. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. I got you. But we have businesses who have donated. We have... Um, you know, city staff and neighborhood people, everybody's come together to help build this park together. And now we've got programming going on in the park. So um, it is open, but starting this Thursday, the Hip Hop Express will be there. And they'll be there every Monday from five to seven as well. They have a Steam Genius program and it's really fun. It's this big decorated school bus and it's got um, sound equipment hmm. and STEM information and it's great programming for the kids. They've also got, is it RC cars? The the um, radio controlled cars. Sure, yeah. mm -hmm. um, they've got a track and so, you know, the kids love that. There's a basketball court. Um, it's just a lot of fun. There's an entrepreneurship um, event that's going to be happening in the park and so people can come to that um, there are going to be vendors from the neighborhood as well at some point over the course of the summer so the park is going to be programmed it's also available just for kids to come out and play we don't have kind of traditional park equipment because it's a temporary space mm. um, but there's basketball courts and as I said the RC track and some other things um, to do there uh, and so we're hoping that the kids have a lot of fun but that it's also a space for neighbors to convene. The building lease for equity and engagement and neighborhood services space. Tell me about that. Yeah, so um, the city is growing. And so we, we have the equity engagement um, department, which is a brand new department at the city. Okay. And um, we are hiring additional staff and we're out of space in the city building. Um, but we really needed people to be downtown and close to what's going on at the city building. Um, but neighborhood services and equity engagement also see a lot of customers and anybody who's come to the city building knows that parking right around there can sometimes be a challenge yeah. so they are going to be on park street kind of right near the virginia theater there's a building that was housing authority was there for a while it, it almost seems like it's a part of the virginia but it's not oh, okay. it's kind of right next to it okay. um, but there's parking there which is great it shares parking with the church that's right mm -hmm. on that corner and so you know it'll be easier for residents to access and it's also keeping them downtown but kind of the fun thing is those two very important departments will you know be there and you know equity and engagement is growing and new equity and engagement did you ever apply for that? <laughs> you know, it's our diversity and inclusion, right. but it is growing. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are managing, you know, how we um, do our city contracts. They are, you know, looking at human rights and making sure that, you know, we are complying and that businesses locally are complying. Um, there's just, there's kind of, they touch every little piece of what the city does. Mm -hmm. So, it's been great to see them grow and the director rachel joy is fantastic you know it's always interesting to see when the the city moves in another direction and it's stuff that we legally have to have a lot of times too 
But you look back and you go, well, we didn't do that 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, things are different than they were then, you know. Things are different. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I've, I've spent a lot of time this week thinking about my time as a council member when Mayor Jerry was the mayor and yeah. kind of how we are a different community and a different council for sure. Um he stopped being mayor in 2011, which like intellectually doesn't seem like that no. long ago, but we are just a completely different place in my opinion than, than we were. And the, um, some of it too for council is social media driven. You know, it's kind of amazing when I first got on, you'd maybe get an occasional email from someone. People would write letters or mm-hmm. call or, you know, now it's, you know, constant email, which is good. You want that contact or it's, you know, the Facebook Messenger or sure. the, um, there's just a lot. It's just a totally different world. It really is. I'd like to go back a few years. <laughs> I don't know. Do. You text now, Dave. I'm so proud of you. I'm, I'm as progressive <laughs> as the next guy. <laughs> okay, that's your story. Just stick to it, okay? <laughs> yeah, right. It took us 10 years to get to that point. It did. Please. Yeah, it did. Deb, Frank, fine, and thanks for your time this morning. We sure appreciate it. Thank you. All right.